All right, friends, welcome. This is Pastor Ernie Young here at Faith Lutheran Church in Park, California, and thank you for joining me today on this uh, Bible study, Genesis chapter 15, verses 9 to 21. Uh, as we continue on, I am not happy with how this camera is, but I think we're, we're good now. All right, and hey, we're back at it. Genesis 15, 9 to 21, uh, the, the promises of God, uh, God's covenant to Abram and what he is going to give him and how that relates to us. Uh, there's a lot of stuff here. I think a great uh, study uh, that always points us, uh, a lot of application here again, uh, to what, well, God has promised to us and how that shapes uh, how we live, move, and have our being and yeah, there's a lot to get to today. So thank you for joining me wherever, however, which, wherever you're listening to this. Uh, may this word go well with you. Let us pray. Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you uh, for bringing us to this time. Lord, we know that by your word, uh, by your merciful grace, you have uh, continued uh, to, to lead and guide us in this one true faith. Lord, bless us in Christ. Lead us in Christ and grant us peace in Christ alone. Lord, uh, bless us at this time. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So get out your Bibles here. Uh, again, what a joy it is. Studying God's Word, right? I love it. Uh, do you love it? Of course you love it. That's why you're here, right? I love studying God's Word because, you know, at the end of the day, friends, you know, there's a lot of things that we, that we study, that we read, right? But at the end of the day, uh, whoever's listening to this, you know that when you study God's word, oof, you get the meat and potatoes of your faith, and that is Christ. And that's what we're talking about today, right? So important uh, when it comes to our life of faith. You know, when you look at my whiteboard here, it's a little different configuration. Uh, I wanted to try something new here just to kind of go through the flow of what the scriptures are showing us and kind of go through this little maze of thought um, and uh, talk, we'll talk about peace, we'll talk about covenants, we'll talk about who's doing the work, uh, we'll talk about assurance and blessedness and certainty uh, in this one true faith, and really how that does shape uh, the way to which we go. All right, so kicking in with your Bible out, Genesis 15, 9 to 21, let's get at it. All right, so as a review, um, as we know here, uh, if we start with, let's say, uh, verse 6 of chapter 15 of the book of Genesis, you know, the Lord gives Abram these very words uh, that you will have uh, this offspring, that you will be great. Genesis 12, Genesis 15, verse 6, it says, He believed the Lord and he counted it to him as righteousness. So, so Abram believes, right? Abram believes the very word of God. You know, I just read something uh, from this book uh, called Christ and Sanctification, and it said something, I think it was a, a reference to Adolf Gabriel's book, The Quest of Holiness, but uh, it said something about how, how if we trust in our feelings, uh, there the objective truth is put away. And that's not the right exact words that I read, uh, but isn't that right? That's why when we talk about this text today, you know, it's not, oh, no, what was it? It was, if we trust in our feelings, then human reason takes over and the objective truth is 
basically put aside, right? And right here, this is the tension that we face in our text today. Um, yeah, we'll see. God gives Abram the word, right? Okay, so uh, he believes, verse 7, uh, the Lord says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of, from the earth of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. Remember Exodus 20, verse 2. Uh, as we know that text of the giving of the, the Ten Commandments, uh, he prefaces uh, the Ten Commandments with, I am the Lord your God who has uh, redeemed you and brought you out of slavery. Right? So he, he sets the scene of what or who the Lord is. And because of who the Lord is and by his word, there they ought to do what? To trust, right? To trust. And here in verse 8, uh, Abram, of course, he wants a sign. Oh, Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? Right? Th there is a need of a sign. Um, yeah. You know, how do you know that you are saved? Right? You know, when we do the sign of the cross, right? It's always a remembrance of, you know, when we look at our baptism, when we look at the sign to which we were brought into the faith, right? It's a remembrance of what God has done through the water and the word, right? These are tangible gifts that God has given. And this is, a, this is a sign to us that indeed we are robed in the righteousness of Christ, the death and resurrection, right? Romans 6, right? So Abram was desiring a sign, what will that be, right? Um, and the Lord knew his heart, so he said, bring me a heifer. Uh, this is uh, verse 9. If you could follow along here, we're going to read verses 9 to 11. Um, three years old, a heifer, a female goat, three years old, a ram, three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he brought them all these, cut them in half, and laid each half over against the other. But he did not cut the bird's in half. All right. Uh, verse 11. And when the birds of prey came down on the carca carcasses, Abram drove them away. So here, uh, literally, the Lord is cutting a covenant, right? And, and that covenant is what? Given by the animal sacrifice. Right? It's interesting because when we go to Exodus 24, I believe, yes, uh, there as the Lord was making a covenant uh, with Moses, uh, there the blood would be splattered on the altar and the blood would also be splattered on the people, right? And, and this, um, this is not happening here in, in verses 9 to 11, but what we do know is that as he is cutting uh, this covenant, there is this splitting of half of animals, this animal sacrifice, right? And that picture of blood, uh, and we'll we'll see the you know we'll see the connection here at the end of the day. Okay. All right, so there is this animal sacrifice. He is cutting this covenant, uh, this this uh, this promise, right? This promise, and he is showing Abram assurance, confidence. Trust me, my word will be done. I am cutting a covenant for. You so so the Lord really does lay out uh, the he definitely does lay out um, his very word and he is uh, giving him this promise and, and now from that covenant here flows 
the word. I was, you know, um, talking to someone the other day, uh, one of our members, newer members here, and uh, uh, yeah, it, you know, it's such a blessing when you hear people talk about the faith. And like, it brings me to tears uh, when I hear how, how, this is like the joys of ministry, right? Uh, how that word really does connect, right? And this person was uh, speaking of the sermon on Sunday and, and how that word uh, really does uh, kind of, he meet, uh, meditates on that throughout the week and how that word always points to Christ and how that word really gives us uh, the confidence and, and the comfort uh, that through all things, God is with us. And that constant chewing on God's word, right? Going back to the promise and, and resting upon uh, that deliverance, right, of Christ. And, and again, it, it just, it, and that's right, right? It, it's, it's all about the word. That's why you're here, right? Studying the word, right? You're not just here to study the word, but you're here to study the word, the word, right? This is not just information processing, right? This is the word to which uh, enlightens, enlivens, restores, renews you to what is your faith. You need to know what your faith is. Why am I yelling? Because this is so important. Because once you start, as I said earlier, your feelings take over, you will, trust me, you will make your own God by your own human reason rather than what the scripture says and there you will flee, and we'll talk about the times of affliction. What were they to do? If we don't understand who our true God is by this very word, there we too go off to human reason and feelings. And we fashion our own God thinking that that is the one true God, and at the end of the day, that is not. The one true God Abram is given here by the covenant, the promise, by his very word. You need to study the word. It's, it's, it's very urgent, right? Whoever's listening to this, whatever, however, which way ever you are listening to this, continue to go to Bible study. Right? Go to church or wherever you're at right now. Go to church, go to Bible study, read your Bible because there you will see and receive and read and take in who your God is. Now, I say this urgently because as we get back to this, I know I'm getting a little tangential there, but as we get back to this, this is what Abram needed to hear. He, 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 he needed to hear the promises of God and the word that God would give to him in this verse 13 and following so that through all things, even through his offspring, remember, no kids yet, right? But through his offspring for 400 years, they would always be looking to what? The land of Canaan, the promised land. That's what shapes. Anyways, I don't want to go out of order here. But verse 13, as we look at it here. Okay, let's read this together. Then the Lord said to Abram, Know for certain that your offspring will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs and will be servants there. And they will be afflicted for 400 years. Right? So know for certain that for 400 years they will be strangers. They will be sojourners. Right? They are mere guests in the land. For 400 years, they would be what? Held captive. And uh, this is the picture of 
even through suffering and affliction, as we see right there in verse 13, right? They will be afflicted. This is what they are looking forward to. For the word of God promised, and the word of God would deliver. Because this is who our Lord is, cutting the covenant with Abram. Know for certain, flowing from his promise, flowing from the sacrifice, here we see what is to come. Yes, will they face affliction? Of course they will. But in the midst of affliction, their eyes are set on what? The anticipation of what is to come. When you know, you know, it, you know as you know, uh, my, my dad died uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, and, you know, as I was preaching uh, the sermon there um, at, at, the, at the funeral... You know, uh, we, always, we always grieve with hope, right? That anticipation uh, that is uh, the victory of Christ on the last day, the final culmination, right? And this is what shapes, even in the midst of death, the victory that is Christ, right? Because his word delivers. See, for, for, the, uh, for the Israelites, they would deal with so much, yet... As we go back to the word, that's right. God delivers the promise. And there, what he says he will do. And this is what shapes how we live, move, and have our being in this life. Shaped by the very word of God. Shaped by the promise of God in Christ Jesus. That's why you study. That's why you hear God's word. Because we know the tension the Israelites knew the tension. We know what they went through. And even on the road to the promised land, we very well know the fickleness, the, the wavering, the, the, the rebelling, the revolting. We know all that. That's why going back to the word and say, aha, that's right. This is what the Lord had promised. Okay, so know for certain that you will be afflicted for 400 years and you will be sojourners in the land. Right? But... In the midst of that, what are they looking forward to? Verse 14, if we could read that together. But I will bring judgment on the nation that they serve, and afterward they shall come out with great possessions. Again, this is Egypt. I will bring judgment on the nation. Right? And that, uh, when we talk about uh, Exodus 12, 36, and even if we go to um, Genesis, uh, what is it? With Abraham and, I mean, with Sarai and... Uh, uh, going into the house of Pharaoh, uh, that would be uh, verse uh, chapter 12. What happened? When Sarah went into Pharaoh's house as a sister of Abram, there, uh, what happened? The, the plagues were, were, were just running rampant in Pharaoh's house. And what did Pharaoh say? Go! Just take everything and go! Right? Something supernatural is happening here. There is a God, and, and he's doing something here. Just go, take all. I don't want it. Just go. Exodus 12, Passover, lamb, blood covering, not blood covering. Uh-oh, there, uh, there is great defeat there for the, 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 the doorposts and lintels that were uh, not covered with blood. And Pharaoh said, just go. Take the silver and gold and go. Take the possessions. This happened. The Lord's will be done. I will bring judgment on the land and you will have great possession. Right? So again, we see the, uh, we see the, the dominoes falling here and the story, the chapters turning. And the Lord would have all these things happen. Right? 
And as this shapes our faith, um, at the end of the day, we'll talk about it. What a comfort this is. Okay, so uh, verse 15 and 16, if, as we read that, as for yourself, you shall go to your fathers in peace. Actually, we'll just read that one. You shall be buried in a good old age. You know, Abram wouldn't make it to the promised land, but he knew that his offspring would, right? His offspring would make it, and, and there they would uh, go to the promised land. But what about Abram? He would go in peace. What is that peace? Counted to him as righteousness, verse 6. The righteousness of God, ultimately through his family line, would be who? Man, this pen, pen is already dead. Is the promised, future promised seed of Christ. This is, this is his peace right here. Right? It's Christ. You know, we know the song of Simeon, the Nook Dominus that we sing every Sunday. You know, O Lord, now let us allow thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. Right? Uh, this is old Simeon who waited a long time, as the Spirit would tell him, that he would see the baby Jesus, the Savior of the nations, before he died. And in his old age, when he lifted up and held that baby Jesus uh, in his arms, he said, Thanks be to God, uh, let now thy servant go in peace. That means what he's saying is, Now I can die. I know victory is here, and what you promised you brought to me, and this baby Jesus would grow up to die for the sins of the world. And that's peace, you guys. Peace is oneness with God. How are you oneness with God? By the deliverance that God has given to you in Christ Jesus. And for Abram, this is what he is looking forward to. And therefore, in his old age, he would go in peace. Not in terror, not in wonder, not in doubt, but in peace. And that is given, ultimately, through the promised seed of Christ, the future seed, right? So there's a lot of stuff here when it comes to, and I'll show you the connection at the end of the day as we wipe this board down and give you the final, uh, final line here uh, of what this uh, reading is all about. But we see Abram going in peace. What a, what a comfort that is for him, and what is a comfort that is for you, right? Like your peace is, is Christ, John 14, 27. My peace I give to you, not as the world do I give. Uh, to you, let not your hearts be troubled. And, and this is, again, um, God's word, right? Like, it's God's word. His word is true. And his word is for you. This is for you. Right? This is not just about Abram. We'll talk about, at the end of the day, the, the promised seed of Christ. This is for you. Right? This comfort, this peace is for you too, right? Uh, what, great, what a great gift this is. Anyways, such a, anyways, what a wonderful text this is. All right, verse um, 16, and they shall come back here in the fourth generation. The iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. Right, so the Amorites, the kind of the, the big wigs of uh, the land of Canaan, and uh, there they needed time as the Lord uh, is patient, but there they would grow wicked. There they would uh, become darker and darker spiritually, and there there would be a time when they would be overthrown. Right? But there was this waiting time, this four hundred years, this four generations, four hundred years. Right? All right. So God is giving 
uh, Abram and his whole family line, all the multitudes, the stars in the sky, the dust of the earth, the sea, the, 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 the sand in the, the sea, his multitude, he is giving the promise. Land of Canaan, promised land. And ultimately, the promise of Christ and the gospel, right? All right. So how does he uh, give him more assurance? Verse 17, why don't we read that? When the sun had gone down and it was dark, behold, a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch passed between these places. Yeah, that's right. Fire. What is that? Presence of who? Of God. It is God who is walking through these pieces of animals that are split apart. Basically, it's God who's saying, I will do this. Right? I will do this. And at the end of the day, it's what? I will do this. Right? Pillar by by, uh, fire by, by night, right? Uh, smoke by day, right? The pillar. Remember, it, the, the, the smoke on Mount Sinai, the fire uh, that would lead them on the exodus at night. Uh, this is all the presence of God. It is God right here saying, this is what I give to you. You have my word. Right? My word isn't wrapped up in your feelings. My word isn't wrapped up in your human ideas. My word is my word and my word is done. Verse 18 to 21. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, To your offspring I give this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, the Kenizzites, uh, the Cadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephaim, uh, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. I give this land. I give. I give. You don't earn it. You don't deserve it. You don't merit it. You don't win it. You don't purchase it. No, I deliver. I give you this land. By the hand of God, at the end of the day, they would, by the grace of God and his promise right here, would be given this land. Right? So, Oh, man, I didn't even read any of my Luther quotes. There's some good ones here. Oh, and I didn't talk about that. Ah, I don't know if I should go back. (laughs) But uh, uh, anyways, uh, yeah, you know, uh, verse 11 uh, about unclean animals, right? About the carcasses, about the unclean animals, the birds of prey, uh, again, uh, these were animals that, you know, in the ceremonial uh, system uh, were deemed unclean. Uh, look at Leviticus 11 if you want to talk about unclean animals, the birds of prey, eagles, vultures, etc. Uh, and, and they would have no part as Abram would shoo them away. Anyways, considered deemed unclean, right? I should have talked about that more, but apologies. All right. So as we look at this um, in a nutshell here. Uh, what's really happening as we look at the promises of God and God fulfilling this word for Abram. Um, I don't want to take all this away, but we're going to try our best to get more space here. So we see, uh, what do we see right here? We see Abram. We see the sacrifice. 
by God, the covenant, the suffering for 400 years, but yet at the end of the day, what? The fulfillment of the promised land. Now, at the end of the day, it is all about Christ here. And when we talk about our faith, it is in the sacrifice given, the new covenant in my blood, Jesus Christ. And this pen is running out again. <laughs> we have to use a good pen here, here at Faith. I have to test them out before I teach you. There we go. And in his victory, that is in his death and resurrection, in the word and sacrament, there we have our victory. The Lord's will be done. Right? And this is so messy here. But as we live out our lives, is there suffering? Yes. Is there affliction? Yes. But we too have the fulfillment. And that fulfillment is the last day, the, the, the final culmination as the Lord uh, uh, brings us home. And, you know, when we talk about Abram and all that he went through, and, and he's still childless to this point, God is giving him his word that these things will be done. When Jesus died on the cross and he rose, when the word made flesh dwell among us, right? The glory of God was with us in this word, and that's Jesus. When he died and rise for the sins of the world, uh, that is your assurance. That is the promise given and delivered to you for the forgiveness of your sins. Like, this is what shapes you, my friends. It is the gospel. It is what God has done for you. That even in the midst of suffering, even in the midst of affliction, even the thorns of the flesh, what is it? We are always looking to the word because that word is Christ that points you to, to, to his promises and what we anticipate for what is to come. Eternity is yours. Luther says this about eternity. He says, but for ours, uh, no, actually it says right here. With this, Abram is satisfied. Even though he does not obtain the promise of the land of Canaan, yet he is cheerful. He disregards and despises death. For he knows that he will live with God in all eternity. See, this is what shapes us, you guys. The very word of God that says, Today you will be with me in paradise. It is finished. Your sins are forgiven. Not even in the midst of suffering, we go back to the word and rest upon that word because that word is merciful, gracious, abounding in steadfast love. It is Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. As you look forward to what? You are living on the eternal timeline all by the grace and mercy of God given to you by his promise. What he says he did. And that's Jesus. Abram is looking forward to what? At the end of the day, it's Christ, the future seed, right? And this is the, the fulfillment for you, shaping you in this gospel, right? Your deliverance is all given by our Lord. And that is the comfort that shapes you every single day of your life in faith. Because I know life is tough. But there is the word of God. You might say, Pastor, my life, you don't even know, so overwhelming. <laughs> and I get it. Trust me, I do. Uh, but here we retreat in the midst of all that we face. What does the word of God say? And there our faith rests. 
looking forward to what will be done. Yes, we live in the now. And that now says what? I am victorious. I am forgiven. The gospel, Jesus Christ, the baptism, the Lord's Supper, all these things, fulfillment in Christ. That is who I am by what God has done for me and his promises. But then in the next breath, we face affliction. And there, what do we do? We retreat to the word. Right? We pray. We hear his word. We repent. We confess. We rest upon the work of Christ. And here in this life of faith, this is what shapes us as we too anticipate paradise. The last day. Right? So, see how that all connects. Right? The Lord gives the word. He delivers, and there they would have it. The Lord gives you the word of Christ. He delivers as you live your life of faith. There you're looking forward to what is to come. I did a better job of this at the Bible study yesterday uh, in, my, uh, in my chart or on my whiteboard, but I kind of was a little, uh, what's a word here? Kind of jumbled up here on my organization, but hopefully that was helpful to you in a sense of how this all connects. There's a covenant, there is blood, that's right. There is promise. There is the will of God done. Um, and there they would receive. There is the promise. There is the blood of Christ. There is the fulfillment. And there is the fulfillment. I mean, there is uh, what we're looking forward to, that anticipation, that hope on the last day. So um, what Abram goes through, definitely. Um, it is yours as well. So um, remember that this day. Hopefully that went well with you. Why don't we uh, close with a word of prayer? Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We, we thank you for this time together. Lord, we know that the gospel uh, is, is, is already and that it is finished and that we have eternal life. Lord, bless us in the comfort of salvation. Lead us forth in joy, knowing full well that in peace, O Lord, you have granted to us um, the, the complete comfort knowing full well that we are your children and you are our true Father. Bless us this day, bless us in your word, and lead us always as we go forth in joy. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, friends, have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining me right here. If you came late, go back, rewind, be kind, rewind, look at it, and review, study, 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 because at the end of the day, this is your joy, this is your comfort, and it is Jesus. Have a wonderful day. Love you all, pray for you all. Go now forth. Go, go forth now in peace. Love you all. Until next time. Pastor Junk here, Faith Luther Church of Bar Park, California. Until next time. That's right. Adios and goodbye. Thanks for listening to this Bible study presentation from Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.